What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of The Founder's Journal, my daily audio diary, walking everyone through the wins and losses, the challenges of running a media startup. Today, we talk about brand and we talk about how you scale your brand as you launch new products. It's something we're going through right now at Morning Brew. And uh, I got to be honest, it's not an easy process, but it's a really important one. Let's hop into it. For a little bit of context, we're now more than one brand, right? What are we, what are we working with right now? What are we going to be working with in the next couple months? Yep. So at this very moment, Morning Brew has three brands four products for the time being. So our products are Morning Brew, our daily newsletter. We have Retail Brew, which is our go-to uh, hub for all retail news for the retail professional. Emerging Tech Brew, which covers the most cutting-edge technologies for the emerging technology enthusiast. This is everything from artificial intelligence to autonomous vehicles. And we are in the process of launching Marketing Brew, thanks to Josh, the as I always say, the human Swiss army knife at Morning Brew. Uh, and then we have our first audio product, Business Casual, which is bi-weekly hosted by Kinsey Grant. The long story short is Morning Brew started as one product and we were a product that was a company. The company was just the name of the product. And that is really exciting in the beginning, but it gets hard to scale over time. And so now what we're spending a lot of time thinking about is what does the brand architecture look like for Morning Brew? as we go from single newsletter product to many newsletter products to many products that are not just newsletters. Uh, and this is what we're trying to figure out as a company. And we're trying to build this architecture and also determine what our website looks like, but for the future company, for what Morning Brew looks like two years from now, not what it looks like today. All right, and what were you working on today that made this relevant? Yeah, so we, we've had, um, with a number of people in the company. We've had discussions over the last two days about what is the brand architecture of Morning Brew and what does our future website design look like that reflects our brand architecture and our goals. So what I can do first is outline how we're thinking about brand architecture, and then we can pull that into the website. Sound good? Let's do it. Cool. So this is going to potentially be... Um, a refresher for some, new for many. There are effectively three looks and feels or types of brand architectures. The first type of architecture is called monolithic. And basically what a monolithic brand architecture means is you have a master brand and everything, every products you create under that master brand is not another brand, it's a product. So the examples that have been given to us to describe monolithic are FedEx. Every brand or product you see from FedEx has the FedEx mark. It is FedEx Corporation is the company. Then FedEx Express is one of their products. FedEx Office is another. FedEx Freight is another product. You guys get the point. Basically, the brand follows every single product that exists within the company. So that is the monolithic design. The second is called the endorsed brand architecture. And what an endorsed brand architecture means is that you have a master brand, the name of the company and the overarching brand, but every sub brand that you create within your business pays homage to the master brand. So the, the two examples that I think are great of the endorsed model is Marriott. 
Marriott International's the company. Then you have Marriott's various franchises or sub-brands that focus on specific audiences of travelers. You have Courtyard, you have Fairfield, and you have Residence Inn. But what makes this an endorsed architecture is that Courtyard isn't just Courtyard. It's Courtyard by Marriott. It's Fairfield by Marriott. It's Residence Inn by Marriott. And the structure looks the same for Virgin. Virgin, you have the the highest level brand, and then you have Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Media, Virgin Voyages. You get it. So there is one brand that gets the probably the most investment and the most brand love, but they are building other sub-brands, but these sub-brands are always attached to the master brand. So they can basically, like a race car, draft off of the highest level brand of the company. The final architecture is called the house of brands. The house of brands probably allows you to have the greatest amount of flexibility in building out custom brand experiences for custom audiences, but it also takes the most amount of investment. So two examples of the house of brands, Unilever. Very few people know Unilever, and those who do know Unilever aren't going to be able to name all of Unilever's brands. Two of them include Dove Soap and Breyer's Ice Cream. Another example in media is Condé Nast. Very few people know Condé Nast because Condé Nast is the company name, and it is a house that houses a lot of brands. People know the brands, but not the house. That is the New Yorker, Pitchfork, Vogue. So House of Brands allows for distinct, custom, tailored brands for audiences, but it also means the the amount of investment you need to put into design, tech, and product for each one of these companies is going to be significantly higher than, say, a monolithic. And so these are the three different structures that we've been working with. And where do we go from there? It's a, it's a great question. So the way we've been having this discussion with, with people at Morning Brew is basically, what are we trying to optimize for? What are our goals for what we want this company to look like and achieve over the next few years? And so then let's take those goals and think about which structure makes the most sense in the context of those goals. And so our goals include a few things. One, how do we add to the existing momentum of the brand equity that we've built for the name and mark of Morning Brew? What I mean by that is, over the last four years, we've been investing in Morning Brew. When people think of Morning Brew, they think of the mug, they think of the logo, they think of the newsletter. How do we double down on that momentum? Because we've spent a ton of time and money to build up equity with Morning Brew, the logo, and the name. That said, how do we create a tailored experience for each of our audience segments that allows us to create more more and deeper content for each audience? And what I mean by that is we have Morning Brew, the newsletter, but Morning Brew is what I think of as like our general business audience. Morning Brew covers general business. As you start thinking about our other offerings like retail brew, emerging tech brew, marketing brew, Yes, there is an overlap with our general business audience, but these are way more B2B. These are deep industry professionals who are looking for insights that pertain to their specific field. And so what we have to think about is how do we still build the Morning Brew brand and build brand equity, but also how do we create these ecosystems that if you work in retail and you work in business development for Neiman Marcus and you are a reader of Retail Brew, how do you feel like that is a world that you're in where you are surrounded by professional retail content with other retail professionals. And so we kind of have to play these two, you know, two sides of the coin of investing in Morning Brew, the company name that we've done for the last four years, but also creating room and flexibility for our new sub-brands to have room to run and build up their own audiences. And so I think those are two of the biggest goals we're trying to optimize for right now. 
And to my understanding, we haven't figured it out just yet. This is going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, have not figured it out. I would say we are gravitating more towards things that look like the endorsed model or the house of brands model. But now I think the the big question is what are the trade-offs? Because for more flexibility that you get with a house of brands and creating totally distinct brands for totally distinct audience audiences, you are going to have to spend a lot more money and time investing in those brands, investing in those products, um, because you also need to build up full teams to create enough content for them to be stand effectively standalone entities. But I think what we have to also understand is things are not going to fit so neatly, right? Like we're already not going to be neat because our company's name is our newsletter's name, and that's not a neat way of doing things. And so I think we have to understand that these three forms of architecture are a spectrum, and we're probably going to grab inspiration from each of them. And why did we not do this prior to launching our second brand or our third brand? Why, why now? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I, I think there's a few reasons. One is because I think we have the personnel on our team. Like we literally just have a big enough team, I think, to have the time to step back and ask this question. But I also think that there's some sort of threshold. You're never going to know the exact answer to it. But now that we have four about to be five products, I think we just kind of like, feel the fire under our asses a little bit to really figure this out. But I think the other big reason is we are starting to create non-newsletter content. Like for the longest time, our products were our newsletters. And so because our brands are now going to, people are going to have touch points with our brands in many places, not just newsletter, website, on a conference, in person, understanding how your brand scales and what the relationships are becomes, I think, way more important when it becomes a more complex system other than just like four static products. And I think because things are more dynamic now, we need to have a brand architecture that is more dynamic as well. Thank you everyone for joining another episode of the Founders Journal. Today we talked about brand architecture. Sounds jargony, but it's really important. And it's really important as you scale your company from being a product to a collection of products to a collection of products across a collection of different channels of distribution. Hope you enjoyed. As always, if you have questions or feedback, email me at alex at morningbrew.com. Thank you as always to producer Josh and human Swiss army knife Josh for pushing me deeper in these episodes. Hope you have a great weekend and we will see you soon. Thanks everyone for joining. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.